0: Avoid anyone dressed as Santa Claus. If you know someone who played Santa Claus this year or if you see someone who is dressed that way, please call the emergency number 9991212. A video nasty,
1: a video nasty, a video nasty, a video nasty.
2: Welcome to It's a Nasty World. My name is Ashley McNasty. And I am Elmo415. And we're here
1: on It's a Nasty World, where we look into the world of the video nasties in censored cinema, and before we get started, I will brief you with a content warning. There is uh, themes of child abuse and sexual assault in the movies we are critiquing and analyzing, so you have been
2: duly warned. Yeah. There's also some uh, low-key pedo vibes in one of the films, but don't worry, because frankly they don't deliver on it at all.
1: Well, thank God, and um, speaking of that, um, the two movies we will be reviewing tonight, first we'll be starting with Christmas Evil, which have the strange vibes that McNasty was talking about, and then the... Movie that w- had that put parents in an uproar: Silent Night, Deadly Night. So we got Christmas Evil and Silent Night, Deadly Night. So yes, um, we have
2: Yuletide films for for you all. And, uh, yeah, both of the, the band Santa slashers uh, with wildly different tones.
1: Yes, very wildly different tones. And uh, we have uh, the first one, Christmas Evil, is a Section 3 video nasty. So it was seized and confiscated and not prosecuted. And to give you an idea of how strange this movie is... John Waters loves this movie, and it was also distributed by Troma in the early 2000s. So you're in for a strange ride with Christmas Evil.
2: Yeah, it Christmas Evil, yeah, let'll just go in right here. Th- this movie, it is so odd because like on, on one hand plants the germs of all these kind of interesting ideas, but then kind of only half acidly goes into them. So, it, it's... But at the same time, it does it in such a way that it's still kind of fascinating to watch the entire time. Now, actually, you might remember from um, two episodes ago, we covered the movie Nightmare, uh, which uh, so far has been the worst movie we've watched on this, although, let's be honest, it's going to be topped soon eventually. Oh, but, it will be. But this is essentially a christmas themed version of nightmare that actually delivers and is watchable. <laughs> yes, it is a very watchable entertaining
1: movie while being a very strange and confusing movie, you will be able to sit through and finish this movie and it I guess there's not too much to talk about with its controversy, but but before we get into the um the movie I I do want to say, I think this might have been the movie that started the Santa Slasher genre. Because Silent Night, Deadly Night is the most famous of all Santa Slashers. But I have a feeling this might be the first movie where... I mean, it's
2: 1980.
1: Yeah, I think this might actually be the first movie where we have an evil killer Santa Claus. So you could say that this one started the slasher genre and then after silent night deadly night that's when things really
2: picked up yeah the, because i guess at this time the slasher genre was still pretty new it's like i mean even though there had been previous ones earlier in the 70s you know it's like halloween comes out in 78 and you know then we just it's kind of off to the races after that so it's like okay yeah uh, let's do a santa one see what uh, see what happens
1: yeah so this movie starts off um a kid sees Santa Claus... Santa! It's yeah.
2: na- Christmas 1947! Yeah, in 1947,
1: <laughs> uh, a kid sees Santa Claus come down the chimney, drop off the presents...
2: Then I guess say, it is a very... It is a very oddly shot thing because there's this, like, almost overly structured like formalized milk and cookies ceremony they have essentially where it's like it's this laid out on this very nice table they have a large like stainless steel pitcher of water for santa to wash his hands off in almost as purifying himself in religious ritual he, and then where he like he consumes the cookies aka the body um, the body, and then drinks the milk, the blood, and you know basically it partakes in this strange yep. communion before delivering gifts upon the children. Yeah. Of all the children are on the staircase silently watching Santa Claus. It's this odd tableau that's happening. Yeah, and the beginning of the movie
1: is very uh, misleadingly wholesome. Like, if you had just turned this on... For the very first few minutes, and not knowing what this movie is, it literally does look like a really old school, like, Christmas joy kind of feature you would see on, like, the Disney Channel for, like, the very first few minutes. It's a very wholesome appearance. Yeah,
2: But except there is this weird uncanny valley to the whole thing, because, like, even, like, at first glance, it is this wholesome thing, but if you just keep watching, even just that scene alone, it's like... What the fuck is up with this? Like something's just like odd. It's like it's off. It just I, I it, there it, you can't quite put your thumb at exactly what it is. But it's like what what is going on here? This is very odd. And we mentioned the
1: movie Nightmare earlier because similar to Nightmare, we have somebody who goes on a killing spree after catching his parents doing something sexual. So basically, Santa Claus decides to eat his mom's pussy, and then, <laughs> of course, the yeah, only ca- thing you can do after you catch Santa Claus eating your mother's pussy is become a violent serial killer who dresses up like Santa Claus. The only rational conclusion yeah. you can draw to that situation.
2: Although, it's like, I, to, well, to be fair, the, it does start, okay, they do this interesting Santa thing, delivers the gifts, the kids kind of basically go back upstairs, one of them comes back down, but, yeah, basically sees Santa feeling up his, you know, on his knees, feeling up his mom's legs. He, like, pretty much, like, he's going down. You know, it's like, well, what I write down here, it's um, it's not Mommy kissing Santa Claus. I saw Santa Claus kissing Mommy's pussy. Uh, yeah. And so that's <laughs> basically it. But it's like, at least this film delivers a little bit more because it's... it's Okay, clearly this is, like, the intro catalyst for this main character's downward spiral, but it's, like, it's not the only thing. At least they expand upon this, because now it is, fast forward to, from the, uh, St. Nicholas pussy eating, um, and into, like, no, 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 straight, the kid takes a broken snow globe and cuts his own hand he commits self-harm because santa was giving his mom the greatest christmas gift of all and yeah and eating like, this is very fucking strange
1: <laughs> yeah and i've been really excited just to say santa claus was eating his mom's pussy i've been sitting here waiting to say santa claus eating his mother's pussy santa claus eating pussy <laughs> santa claus eating pussy yes i've been like that is the christmas gift <laughs> To me, is being able to be on this podcast. Well, no,
2: definitely. It's, it's saying Santa Claus is eating your mother's pussy. No, it's he, Santa Claus he, eating milk. You know, he, what, you know why? Well, because this is, should be a new Christmas tradition. Is you lay out milk and pussy for Santa. Lay and, out milk and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. I, I it just like they make this so central to this. It's like. I don't know what people were on in the early 80s in terms of, like, what sexuality will do to children, but, like, okay, all right, let's roll with it. Um, yeah. So now the kid is a grown-ass middle-aged man who kind of looks like Walter Matthau and Bill Murray combined um, in the worst way possible. And <laughs> he's, like... Basically spying on children, and this is where you kind of get the chomo pedo vibes, but they do not deliver. Thank God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. I mean, it's very unnerving. He's looking through kids' windows. He sees a little girl, and he's just admiring what a good girl she is. And then he gets he gets really mad when he see catches a kid looking at a
2: penthouse magazine. That really
1: pisses him off. It's like,
2: oh, good lord! Yeah, it's like it's this is. Like, almost, like, see, I'm kind of wondering, this is, like, I feel like this film, and we'll get into this, some of these themes later, but it's be- becoming this strange parable of, like, the beginning of, like, the Reagan era 80s and, like, the whole moral majority, like, religious wave of, like, religious Puritanism that would, like, kind of wash the country in the 80s, while at the same time kind of acknowledging, uh, like, this interesting kind of like deindustrialization and like strangely enough, like low key union politics in this film. So, it's yeah, like, I mean, we'll get into that, but it's like, okay, did not see that coming from a Santa slasher film, but right, let's roll with it.
1: Yeah, you know what to me was a really strange shot in this movie? So, he is he's been promoted to a manager
2: of a toy factory, it's like a it's a, a at a American, a unionized American factory, which is like, it, it's weird for us to see this kind of a thing. Cause it's like, these just don't exist anymore. Toys that just aren't made in China. They're actually made here by hardworking union men. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and there's a,
1: there's a sign when he's working at his manager office that has like a kind of a creepy, sinister looking Santa and it zooms in and there's a slogan that says, if it's not a jolly dream, it's not worth having. <laughs> and I'm not really sure what that means or how it even pertains to the rest of the movie.
2: It really doesn't. I think it's just like a, huh, we need some menacing sign here. We need a little, We come on, we gotta juice up the uh kind of like lead them in to oh you know what's about to happen foreshadowing that's the word i'm looking for um uh, i feel like they just went to a bunch of stores and tried to find
1: like the creepiest looking merry christmas signs they could find and they probably
2: just looked just at their it. Own. or they just made well, their own because yeah. they got the little toy soldiers they're making the factory on it oh yeah that's yeah. true But, uh, so this is the interesting part, because, uh, now as it heralds the main character's name of this, he is, yeah, he's kind of recently been promoted to this management role, so he has abandoned his fellow workers to join management, and basically has become a class traitor at this point. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm not even joking about that, straight up, I mean, he is, he is, uh, he is of the bourgeoisie now. Yeah. And it's like, or he is a tool of the bourgeoisie as opposed to being a mere proletariat. Okay, so <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because
1: one thing I thought was hilarious uh, is hilarious about doing this. It's like, I never, usually, if I'm watching a Santa slasher, I'm not thinking that deeply or I'm analyzing it very hard, you know, because at first glance it's like okay it's a guy in a santa claus suit killing random people like normally this is this is kind of like a bring out bring out beers with your friends kind of movie like these movies are kind of silly in in my personal opinion the whole concept of santa claus as an evil slasher jason freddy
2: type is kind of hilarious to me no no it's it's funny this one is really funny actually i mean Uh, but it's like, but frankly, like, I, I can't like this stuff. These themes are in the film. I can't help but notice them. And so, but clearly at least this character, the main character Harold is clearly conflicted about his role in recent management. I mean, he, I think he feels, no, no, not, not, I think he does feel like the kind of the sting of leaving his fellow workers behind. He says he misses the floor and he is then therefore bullied by one of the other factory workers and basically into into picking up a shift for him. And it seems like he is living this kind of very lonely life, um, being strangely obsessed with Santa Claus and keeping a naughty and nice list of yeah, the and, children of the neighborhood. And then he becomes the Joker. Oops, I mean Santa Claus. <laughs> no, Honestly, that is another thing we've noted. This film is basically Joker... I could see I mean strangely enough the guy plays uh his the brother. main character's brother straight up looks like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just thinking can we please get a, a remake of this film just with Joaquin Phoenix just playing it totally down the line going method just like and just doing this movie again actually yeah, this should I- be John Waters returned to directing <laughs> yes. because he's basically been put in director jail ever since the Dirty Shame came out and hasn't been able to make a movie since. Make this happen. Crowdfund this movie. I was like in uh, Joker, the Joker-Santa Claus hybrid. Do you
1: want to know why my cheeks are so rosy? Do you want to know how I got this
2: beard? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my wife, she was taking an experimental drug, and it caused her to grow facial hair all over her face. And so I grew a beard, too, and said, Hey, honey, we're the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the, so rewatching this movie, I haven't seen this movie in a long time but yeah i definitely after mcnasty pointed out it's like there's some big joker vibes in this movie and
2: honestly he even has there's a whole like montage of him making his super villain suit that also happens to be a santa suit (laughs) and to be fair at least this movie does not skimp on like the santa suit it's like oh this is like and it becomes integral to the plot too actually which is nice because like oh this is actually like a really really high quality santa suit and it shows on screen and because later in the film it's like no 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 not those santas his was like much it's like this it was it was a much nicer thing it's like the, it was like it's notably and textually in the film like a really high quality uh kind of like basically super villain outfit basically
1: <laughs> oh yeah um yeah there's something very like almost comic book villain thing going he has his own suit he paints a, a sleigh on his van and you know yeah. you watch him build his evil santa costume he's kind yeah. of like a super villain yeah, that, this but one. once
2: again this is like because i don't know where this is going and i don't think it was going here because you have definitely told me but like also keep in mind his his the sleigh his sleigh is a windowless van so yeah. it just adds to the whole like predator vibes of this dude.
1: Yeah and then he has this conversation with the kids about their wishes and he he starts telling this like little 6-year-old how pretty she is. It's very unnerving. One of the kids like, actually hey. says a great quote though. Well,
2: yeah, it's like at first there's like yeah, well, what do you want? It's like, you know, I want to like I want a bike. I want this. I want that. And then this one gets, I want a lifetime subscription to penthouse magazine. And then like all of a sudden there's a musical sting.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, he really does have a very creepy obsession with the children. Like he has a picture of the little girl next to his nice and naughty list. And then at one point he goes, you don't need to see this. And, folds the picture down like he has a really weird thing about this little girl. It's very unnerving. I mean,
2: luckily she's not like this super central character in the film. It's like he's not just like obsessing over this one kid because that would just like upped the pedometers a lot. But once again, luckily that's gonna drop off pretty quickly here. Yeah. Um like once he goes full Santa, that whole weird strangely enough, once he goes full Santa uh, the whole kind of like obsession with watching the children kind of just like falls away. Yeah, so his th- victim, th- Thank God.
1: <laughs> yeah, his victims never end up being kids. Although the movie makes you think he's going to specifically go after these children. Because the whole movie starts out with him making a naughty and nice list about the kids. And there, uh, there's something I took in my notes that I thought was hilarious. He's reading off like the different sins and the naughty things the kids are doing. And one of them is picking his nose. It's like, like, I don't think children do that to be spiteful or bad. I just don't think they have the
2: social skills and understanding to not pick their nose in public. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I think Jesus said something, uh, kind of to that line said, "Let he who has picked, who has not picketh his nose, throw the first stone. Yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah so let's see so basically wow i keep using basically as a crutch word i'm gonna cut that shit out um
0: (laughs) or leave it in (laughs) there is a company
2: holiday party in which she is kind of bullied by his fellow workers and seems like the management is trying to kind of bring him in oh don't worry you're one of us now and he's like oh, i'm not one of you and it's like, we're different people and there is an amazing quote because for some reason at this like hard drinking holiday party um which actually both of these movies have um, yeah and they're watching the
1: news the news is on party that's a weird thing to like i've never been like I'm having a jammin' ass party. Let's put some news on. Let's learn about some current events while we're turning up. <laughs>
2: well, they just need, you know what, they just needed a, a cheap way to introduce exposition into this film. Uh, so it's like, okay, we're just going to have the news broadcast. And it was something about, there was a great quote about basically inspiring him to go, you know, give, take toys from the toy factory and give them as gifts to the state hospital for retarded children. <laughs> yeah, I that was pretty mind blowing. I hear quote that it's a it, it is a quote.
1: <laughs> yeah, the weird thing too is like this isn't like like drunk toxic men talking to each other. Like I don't know, like bad locker room talk. This is literally like on the news with some newscaster and that's literally saying, "The name saying, of the hospital, yeah, yeah, the state hospital for retarded children, like." <laughs> Like, Jesus, this is so cringy.
2: (laughs) Like, okay, just, it was a different time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a different time. I don't
2: don't know if, uh, it was a different time. I don't know if that, uh, word had taken on the pejorative uh, term it had at the time. It has now, but it is what it is. It was (laughs) 1980, and, um, there was a lot of things that did not age well about the 80s altogether. Yeah, so, what else we got here? Oh yeah, so at this point now, after this he's gone full fucking santa at this point he has glued a beard onto his face and cannot pull it off and i think he is very happy about this and to be fair i'm glad they didn't skimp on the beard in this it's like oh this is like actual high quality like hollywood wig beard shit like okay it's not some like cheap ass mall santa beard it's like okay cool all right you, know, you, you kind of pump the gas on us here. All right, yeah. Awesome. And he really
1: plays the Santa role on this. I mean, one of the first things he does is he goes to a goes to the hospital they were talking about in the news and with gifts and he shows up he talks to security into letting the doctors out to pick up the gifts from him and you know he's really doing the santa thing and he's like, giving he's giving toys that he stole from his job he did steal the toys but yeah he really yeah, he, is doing the santa Well, thing.
2: see now he's redeeming himself uh by fighting back against the management that did not want him to bring the toys here and so he's like no fuck you, I'm better than this, all right? I can help my fellow workers and fellow man. And so, in some way, I feel like he is trying to redeem himself against his class traitor status. And, I mean, it's like, okay, because he clearly is conflicted about this. And it's like, okay, uh, he's not just going out immediately murdering. Interesting. Okay, I did not see that coming. But, and this is where it's a little bit confusing, because it's like, he's... I don't know, like, simultaneously doing this, like, I'm trying to spread Christmas cheer, but then he shows up right outside of a a church that is, like, letting out at, like, a Christmas Eve mass, and I don't, I'm, I'm not exactly clear as to who this character is. If it was, like, supposed to be either one of the factory workers or, like, one of the guys in... I think it was one of the guys in... Was it one of the guys in management?
1: I don't know. Or was, it was... he just
2: like some weird snide, well, like, the... asshole?
1: I don't know. The weird thing, too, was how... The the church gets out and suddenly some like Santa's standing outside. Everybody is coming out at once, and there's like three guys, and one guy has like a tape recorder and is trying to interview Santa, like he's the news press. Like it was, it's a really confusing a,
2: scene. Yeah, it's a very odd scene. But he's like trying to interview him or whatever. Hey Santa, how's it going? And he's being like really mean to him after he just got out of church on Christmas. It, christmas eve but it, yeah but we mean, still christmas still but, christmas yeah, yeah. but it, it's so like what the fuck is going on here this is so i mean i kind of i love it i love that like just no i hate you and i hate christmas after just getting out of church one the yeah. vibes
1: <laughs> i think i had an urge to point out that it was christmas eve because one thing this movie does is tells you exactly what day it is like it With goes caption, like that's right it's captioned it's like it's like christmas eve and then later in the movie christmas day so it's like <laughs> i had this strange urge to call you out on it and be like this happened on christmas eve not christmas and i'm like i, mean, I wouldn't have said anything if the movie didn't hound it i might have
2: not even known Yeah, i stand corrected i guess this is a way when your film might have a little bit of a um a tenuous grasp on the flow of time the way to fix that is through extensive captioning <laughs> so it's like okay well you solved that problem yeah and um yeah he
1: so he takes a nutcracker and stabs one of the dudes in the eye
2: and then axe murders two other people yeah and so it's like okay so now we're like see once again this is like the joker subway movement all right what he almost feels like he's defending himself (laughs) a little bit against this like just, I mean, maybe not defending himself, but strikes out in anger against this and then just goes after two other people. It's so like, okay, here we go. So, I mean, he's Joker like, is
1: really just borrowing this. He was like, I just wanted him
2: to be like, my father was a drinker and a fiend. <laughs> I, I just wish they had the whole the stair scene where he's just like dancing down the stairs to Gary Glitter. Oh, that would be great. Which also, well, also, true, pedo vibes. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then,
1: then we're on
0: to oh, Christmas Day. No, no, not quite Christmas Day yet. Not quite Christmas not, Day. Not quite Christmas, would...
2: No, but there's a... I love... There's a great detail. So he goes into someone's house and he delivers presents. But first he tries to actually go down the chimney and finds he cannot fit because... I mean, he's not a particularly rotund man either. He just kind of... just got like an average dad bod kind of thing going on. Yeah. But it's like... Okay, good. We're... We are acknowledging the material reality that most people cannot fit down chimneys, and this is a ridiculous notion. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I think the um, when he
1: goes into the couple's room is the night before Christmas, right? That's when right. He, he goes in and he starts trying to suffocate this guy with a bag of presents, which is not an effective way to suffocate someone. Yeah, with he's, trying a, to, he's, a bag he's trying to smother boxes.
2: them. He's like trying to smother them like you'd smother someone with a pillow but it's like it's with a you know his the large santa sack but it's also filled with a lot of boxes like i could see how that could like hurt your face or like restrict breathing a little bit but i feel like you could probably still breathe through that (laughs) yeah there's a certain um element
1: of realism how he's kind of clunky and seems kind of confused like if a real person just snapped like he doesn't um, like ap- like you can see that he's kind of scared and confused after he like yeah. kills people. He like this <laughs> is kind <laughs> of heat of the moment stuff, and he's not very good at it. He's like, I did not think this through before I did it. I just kind of did it, and holy fuck, here I am. And he slashed it. He slashed the dude with a uh, dude's neck with a Christmas star, one of
2: the yeah. the ones you hang on the trees. He just cut his neck open with that. So. Yeah. And, and that was right, because this happens with the guys. Now, that's, he's like the asshole factory worker who like made him do an extra, who made him pick up his extra shift. That's right. Yeah. And And his wife is sleeping right next to him and pretty much doesn't wake up the entire time. And then she finally wakes up and she starts laughing kind of hysterically. And then, which of course, I responded, You're laughing. Your husband's throat just got slashed and you're laughing. <laughs> Once again. The Joker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, oh, God, eventually, so there comes another news broadcast. Because now it's clear that there is a a Santa killer on the loose. And so, avoid anyone dressed as Santa Claus. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Anyone dressed up like Santa Claus, they are probably the murderer. Run
2: away from Santa. (laughs) And so, eventually, he's trying to give out presents to kind of... bunch of kids at this point uh people are not afraid it's like oh my god get away from there's someone dressed as santa right now it's like and they kind of recognize oh i think this is the guy this is the guy you know and you know like one of the parents like just straight up like whips out a switchblade and just like just starts to like basically try and go after santa yeah he he kind of
1: gave me a like I haven't been out of prison that long, vibe, just like carrying a switchblade, yeah. super on edge. Yeah. Like,
2: I haven't gone out of prison. And I'm not afraid to go back. You know, yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you're just like. I ain't afraid to go back to Rikers, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and so from there, a literal torch carrying mob uh, begins to chase after Santa. Um, oh, sorry. By the way, it is now Christmas Day and. It does not stay day for very long because it the scene very rapidly switches to night, so that the torches will actually have effect. Yeah. <laughs> and so they a torch wielding mob is now chasing yeah. after Santa Claus.
1: Oh, and we forgot one thing: the one of the kids gives the switchblade. There's a tussle, and oh, then the right. kid gives the switchblade to Santa, who's like, they, "Those kids really have Santa's back. They're like, you give us presents, you can kill this motherfucker. Fuck this guy." Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. You guys.
2: Yeah, you, you bring dank presents. We got your back, homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he makes his way back to his brother's house, who their relationship isn't really that well established in the film, and I wasn't even clear it was his brother until this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Just like and the brother does look like Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, um, just out of the clown makeup. which <laughs> It's just so fucking funny. And eventually, so, basically, Joaquin Phoenix gets angry at his brother who showed up as Santa. he kind of is figuring out the whole, that, oh, he is the Santa killer. And, like, you fucked up so bad. And he, he strangles him in a fit of rage and thinks he killed him and drags him out of the house
1: and props him up in his front seat and then santa wakes up and punches him in the face which is a great scene
2: oh it's amazing and and then from there he drives down the road encounters the torch wielding mob again veers off to the side and kind of careens off the edge of kind of like a, a large drop And then his van flies into the air and there's Christmas
1: music and that's how the movie ends.
2: Yeah, and yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's brother looks up and like, no way, is this actually fucking happening?
1: Yeah, so the movie basically ends with him uh, basically flying the van into the sky, implying that... Either this guy became Santa Claus, or it turns out he was the real Santa Claus the entire time. One or the other. Either way, it's a very strange ending to a movie.
2: Yeah, this is... I mean, kind of... I mean, the ending is kind of fucking incredible. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The van is flying? Wait. He he became Santa. Yeah. What the fuck? This is this is kind of brilliant yeah
1: like, i remember i was blown away the fir- first time i saw it because you know all the other most of the other santa slasher movies you know he's either like a demon like in santa Slay or in silent night deadly night he's just a homicidal killer and but in this one it just turns out
2: it's maybe he was the real santa this whole time and so let me elaborate this isn't directly connected, but I feel that I've, a, I've kind of created an interesting theory or some connections here kind of in relation to this. So in this, we see the... In both of these films, really, but they emphasize the punishing nature of Santa, particularly the second one. But even within this one, it does too. Now, I would argue that this actually stands in for the Godhead in Christianity and Judaism, specifically the Old Testament one, in which it is this, and particularly within Christianity, there's this like dual emphasis of the God is this wrathful and vengeful God while simultaneously being a merciful and forgiving and benevolent God. Now Santa Claus embodies this, embodies both of these elements. And this is why I feel it's very important that the figure of Krampus exists to split these figures off, and why the early Gnostics were actually correct in their assumption that, or not in their assumption, but in their belief that the world was created by an evil demiurge uh, who created the evil physical realm and tried to bring us away from the spirituality of the true God, uh, represented by Santa Claus. Whereas you have this like horrible, punishing Demiurge uh, in the form of the Krampus. And I feel that like this is the correct uh, kind of spiritual and philosophical stance to take on Santa Claus. Because otherwise, you get these very confused things. Uh, but at the same time, you get these very confused things. And I love that about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, now on to our second film is uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night.
1: Yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night of 1984. And this movie stirred a lot more controversy than the last one and is certainly a much darker film than christmas evil silent night deadly night really pulls no punches with the violence and it got quite a bit of controversy uh siskel and ebert had some really strong words about this the oh. movie was never submitted for certification to the bbfc the only
2: reason it didn't make the list is that it was it was sp- never it was ne- they, they they production company never even bothered submitting it <laughs> uh basically to the british uh film classification board so it never was released which essentially accomplished the goal of the video nasties list in it created a form of self-censorship and it's like oh well we're not even going to bother putting this out here so that way it doesn't even go to market
1: yeah and you know with
2: how
1: with how much violence and nudity and you know it's it's a very graphic
2: and fairly some parts are very disturbing in this movie and um i mean at least this one earns the kind of like reputation because the last one i mean the only reason i can honestly think of that film being banned was santa claus killing people even though frankly there's at least in the last one there's very little gore at all
1: yeah. Actually, and, I don't think there's any, really. And this movie stirred controversy even before it hit the theaters. People were protesting even just the the preview that was being shown on network television, so that doesn't even show all the graphic violence. That just implies that an evil Santa Claus is coming after you. And it already made yeah. a lot of people mad and protest this movie. Um, like, uh... I'm reading here, TriStar Pictures, the film or film's original distributor, pulled ads from the film six days after its release on November 15, 1984. Then the film itself also withdrawn shortly thereafter due to the controversy. And I was also reading that there were PTA meetings trying to get this movie to not come out and play and come out and there was protests and... One of the protests was actually people were Christmas caroling in front of the movie in protest.
2: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because keep in mind, this is the era of, you know, Jerry Falwell's moral majority. This is the era of, you know... Uh, well, this would come a little bit later in it, but, you know, more about the end of the decade. But, you know, Tipper Gore and the, you know, PMRC to censor music. And, yeah, like the star of the satanic panic, so this whole idea of of parental groups that are completely up in arms about shit and actually um kind of accomplishing their goals uh is happening but yeah yeah, the angry mob is winning (laughs) yeah this is this is
1: not the first christmas horror movie but it is literally the defining christmas horror movie and at the time, when, of course, its predecessor, Christmas Evil, I don't think it really got a whole lot of mainstream
2: success. I mean, no, I think it was kind of uh, recognized as kind of just being this stranger, odder, smaller film. Yeah,
1: and I didn't, you know, there wasn't really anything that shocking in Christmas Evil, but Silent Night, Deadly Night, on the other hand, a um, whole lot of violence, whole lot of nudity um sexual assault child abuse like yeah there's there's atrocities that happen in this movie you know yeah Yeah. seriously so yeah police killing
2: an unarmed man yeah
1: it's this is a really dark movie Um, so
2: we'll start this off there's a family driving down a car uh, driving a car down the road there's a song on the christmas song on the radio that i It said something about uh, the holiday times are being gay and you catch the Christmas fever. So, of course, I interpreted it as you turn gay when you catch the Christmas fever, (laughs) uh, which I wholly endorse. Everyone should go out there and intentionally contract Christmas fever. We'll turn the nation gay that way. Um, And uh, (laughs) oh, and
1: also at the beginning, they the, this family visits, goes to a Utah mental no, health facility no, mental no, no, facility.
2: no, 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 not in the mental health. They go to Utah mental facility. Utah that mental. is on the sign. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just clearly on the sign. And they go in and talk to grandpa for a few minutes. And then they leave the son, Billy, the younger son, alone with grandpa. And he immediately, like, apparently so this grandpa apparently has not talked or spoken catatonic catatonic doesn't move but when his parents leave the room he turns to the kid and just starts saying shit to scare the fuck out of him immediately one of the first things he says is christmas eve is the scariest damn night of the year and goes on to talk about how santa punishes the naughty one and grandpa says Santa Claus is going to punish him and you know I mean if you're a 7 year old kid like this is some scary stuff to
2: hear yeah it's uh, like it's very upsetting uh, the entire time just like whoa you are just like coming out of the gates just trying to like hardcore fuck up this kid's head and the one thing I couldn't help and was a little distracting to me uh, and you might need to look this up if you're not familiar but the little kid is it was distracting because the the like, Billy the little kid is dressed eerily identical to uh kind of JFK jr you know John John at JFK's funeral when he gives the teeny little salute and his like way too big coat I mean he doesn't have the way too big coat but like the color and the collar and everything is like what did they Dress him like this on purpose? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually
1: pause the movie to show me a Google image of yeah, of go, the child. Go, yeah, go
2: look up JFK Jr. at JFK's funeral and you'll kinda get what I'm talking about.
1: So <laughs> I feel sorry. like none of our listeners are gonna actually do it, but No,
2: do it. Do it right now. <laughs> By the way, it was George H. W. Bush who fucking killed him. <laughs> What, he doesn't remember where he was on Dallas at that day. You know, famously, where everyone remembers where they were when JFK got shot, but he just suddenly doesn't... Oh, I was just somewhere in Dallas. I don't really remember what I was doing, though. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Uh, (laughs) All right, that's a podcast for another time. Uh, (laughs) So... (laughs) Going on with the movie itself. So, uh, then they're driving back from Utah Mental Facility, and... (laughs) Uh well and actually the, the the family it cuts over to a Santa Claus uh entering a convenience store to pick up some stuff and it turns out oh shit it's a robbery and this is an evil uh career criminal Santa Claus who gets a, who shoots and kills the uh the shopkeeper and steals the money from the register and just kind of he, you know, drives off, and then the family encounters his stopped car by the side of the road, in which yeah. he proceeds to just murder the father, and, uh, then, you know, just shoots the father through the head, like, drags the mom out of the, uh, out of the car, rips her shirt open, and then slits her throat, and it's like, Jesus Christ! And, and, like, none of it's played for laughs at all, it's like,
0: whoa!
2: Yeah, this movie just, like, went from, I don't know, zero to 100 very quickly.
1: Yeah, and you see the, the kid hiding in the si- on the side of the road watching his dad's body um, get pulled out of the car and then is watching his mom being borderline sexually assaulted when he rips open her shirt and then slits her throat in front of him. It's... It's a very graphic and very intense. Scene. Yeah, it's like it's
2: it's kind of upsetting. It's yeah, well it, And to add insult to injury, uh, now that his parents are both dead, he winds up in an orphanage, uh, which is also a Catholic orphanage in Utah. Uh, so I guess the Catholics just kind of you know cornered the whole orphanage market in spite of the Mormons' dominance of Utah. <laughs> Yeah, very strange.
1: Um, And it is a very uh, awful place to be. It's ran by extremely abusive, you know, very um, olden time corporal punishment style nuns. So it's a a terrible place to be. Well, at least
2: we can only see two nuns there. There's a a much kindly younger nun, and then the older, more puritanical, you know, uh, mother superior. And she apparently just she catches the other nun. Uh, was, did she catch the other nun having sex, or did she just catch someone having sex?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't remember if they made that very clear no. or, or not. But and then she just comes in with a belt and just starts beating both the people. So just topping them. And 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 Billy is watching this, and of course he's having flashbacks to the night of watching his parents get murdered while he's and you know he he's automatically associated sex with violence because he you know the first time he saw boobs was his his mom's shirt being ripped off and her throat being slashed so he's extremely horrified when he sees sexual activity going and then of course something violent happens right after so it really reinforces his trauma you know this this whole school you It kind of shows the school making him worse and worse as he stays here.
2: Yeah, and the younger nuns trying to say, like, no, this kid clearly has trauma, and uh, the Mother Superior just won't have it, and just like, no, punishment is good, pain is good. (laughs) Yeah, so they... Yeah, eventually he, like, they... Of course, there's a Santa Claus there, and they try to get him to sit on the lap, but then Billy just, like, fucking... Dex the Santa just knocks him out of his chair. Yeah,
1: Billy got hands like he was bleeding out of his nose. I was like, where did Billy learn to fight like that? I mean, he's like, he's supposed to be like nine years old and this is a grown man and he throws him a hook that, that
2: like flatlines him to the floor, you know, like, and so then the mother superior tops Billy and ties (laughs) him to the bed. And so, like, okay, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I see no correlation between uh, Catholicism and an interest in kink and BDSM. You know, none of my upbringing had anything to do with any of my current interests. You know, and so just, you know, these were all just purely coincidences. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, and then it goes to 10 years later, the um, the nicer, the younger, nicer nun gets him a job at this toy store which you know then it, it goes into an 80s montage of him being oh. an extremely good employee refusing to drink on the job and he holds up a carton of milk oh, like God. super like super like 1980s just say no to drugs and alcohol oh, totally moment.
2: actually honestly if you're not even gonna watch this movie please find a way to just to look up this uh montage for the movie it is so goddamn funny also I should note Billy grows up to be a himbo. So that's which is very odd because Billy will become the Santa Slasher of the film uh, quite shortly because he is forced into being the Santa for the toy store and this really brings him back to all this relives all this trauma he had from you know the Santa thing so now he has become he's become Santa. he's become the Punisher. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, m- moving moving this along, he eventually gets asked to be a Santa cuz it's uh, Christmas time, so he becomes the Santa having kids sit on his lap and he's super creepy and scary when the kids are sitting on his lap and it's, it's re he's feeling all the trauma all over again because they're basically pushing Santa back into his brain all over again. So, you know, you kind of just watch him gradually spiral down
2: psychologically from all this Christmas stuff. Yeah. And so eventually finally it's Christmas Eve. They have closed the store they, the manager, uh, proclaims it's time to get shit faced, and they just start. They all, everyone in the store, just starts drinking heavily. Uh, what is it? The what of the, like the asshole, like stockroom guy who's been just like. Needlessly evil And aggressive to Billy this entire time For you're doing too good of a job You Lamo.
1: Yeah know? they always have to have the 1980's Jerk the one yeah. guy who just Is mean just for the sake of being mean That was a big thing in 80's movies Yeah and so
2: he ends up Like Going into the back room with kind of this Girl next door who Billy's been Interested in and starts to Rape her yeah. And yeah it's, it's rough like, yeah it's like oh Jesus Christ this is like oof yeah. and so then Billy goes in and you know dr- still dressed as Santa and kills him with a you know he kills him with a string of electric lights and yes. strangles him and then you know obviously the you know the woman is shocked by this like Jesus you just killed him I mean like even what he's doing to me you're like oh my god you just murdered a guy in front of me this is insane so he proceeds to kill her yeah, and then kills everyone in the store. Yeah, he kills the boss with a hammer.
1: Uh, hits Hits the boss's assistant with the um, bow and arrow, and when she screams, you, there's a close up of nutcrackers. So it looks oh, like this all is the so nut, funny, yeah.
2: all the nutcrackers are screaming. Yeah, so. I just wrote in all caps, screaming nutcrackers right here. Yeah. Yeah, this movie does have this does, does understand a little bit of comedy. <laughs> and then we go over to, then he kind of starts going on his killing spree. He uh, so, there's a random. so now random couple. We have never seen them before. You got this like shirtless blonde guy. this kind of fair faucet looking woman. They are trying to fuck on a pool table.
1: Uh, in the epic fuck room, there's a pool table, there's a picture of a tiger, like... There's oh, a painting is, of a tiger. A painting of a tiger, there's this, like, cool, like, kind of funky music in the background, like, yeah. no, this They, is they the put epic on the
2: music to drown out the Christmas caroling outside, which is, this is a man after my own heart.
1: Um... <laughs> yeah, and... And, of course, like any slasher movie santa claus has to or whoever's gonna kill the teenagers or whatnot has to come out and cock block everything and of course santa impales the woman on a stag head because well her boobs are out so he has to murder her in
2: very 80s fashion and i would say at least the shot of that did actually look pretty amazing at the end of it even though it's like this is still kind of messed up. I don't think you'd really get away with this now, but it's like okay, yeah. And we had we did note this has got some like Hannibal Red Dragon kind of vibes to it. Yeah, because what well, they literally do that was that's the like season one of Hannibal, right? They yeah, the the know.
1: the girl gets impaled on the on the stag and the stat and the spooky stag face is the um is a running thing throughout the Hannibal show, which. We are watching all of at some point. Yes,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> I've been slowly making my way through, whereas you just like burn through the whole thing. Yes,
1: yeah, um, Mads's daddy hashtag Mads's daddy. <laughs> anyway, that is off subject. Let's yeah, keep talking about. But the movie. Uh, so
2: so yeah, he impales her. He throws the guy out the window and just like has him, you know, basically just get impaled by glass. And then the kid comes out
1: and he hands her a bloody box cutter as a gift. That was a weird scene. Yeah,
2: exactly. After asking her if she's been good and I've been really good and like, just hands her a bloody box cutter. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, because that's what every little kid wants is a box cutter covered and actually, in blood. Another thing. Another note in the background there is a second painting of a tiger. Yes. It's, it's is not a just different... a fuck room. This is a fuck house. Yeah. Just a second like velvet well, painting of a tiger. Yes. <laughs> so then there's like it cuts to a random scene in the forest where these on Christmas Eve two teenagers are trying to toboggan down a hill and they're suddenly interrupted by two bullies in the middle of the forest Because stealing their toboggans
1: Yeah, because in the freezing snow There's going to be bullies lurking in the woods Looking for somebody to pick on On Christmas Eve While it's probably below
2: zero outside (laughs) Yeah, so Eventually they do steal it Uh, Our Santa Cuts off the head of one of them While tobogganing down Great effect Yeah, (laughs) that That, was a
1: really cool kill
2: Yeah So eventually they kind of like Start listening to the younger nun, who she seems to be kind of figuring out what's going on here. Tries to warn him, "Hey, you know, I think he's gonna be trying. He's trying to come to the this orphanage. You know, we gotta stop. You know, it's like you need to stop him." And so the police send someone down to the orphanage, and they see a Santa outside, and the cop just fucking opens up on him and just like shoots this guy dead in the back.
1: Yeah he just lit him up like it was it was brutal and it actually turns out that the, the reason he didn't put his hands up or turn around it turned out that the Santa Claus that they mistook for the killer was actually very old and very
2: deaf. Yeah he was the deaf elderly groundskeeper of the uh, of the orphanage who hadn't been introduced until just right now but they, either way, <laughs> they
1: shot a disabled man three times in the back. An unarmed, disabled old man.
2: Yeah. Which, well, eventually, the cop who did it uh, does get offed by, uh, you know, Billy the Santa Slasher. So, you know, A cab. But... <laughs> yeah, co-
1: cops get killed, you know. Um, and then the, mo- the movie comes to its end, and you think, and. He, uh, Santa busts, the Santa slasher, he busts in with an axe and he's about to kill Mother Superior who you're waiting to die for the whole movie because she's an awful person who abuses children constantly. And she
2: basically more or less helped him become the killer he is now by basically not. Getting the kid love care and therapy, yeah, and beating the shit out of him and other children. But of course, the 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 cops shoot Billy, the Santa slasher. Well, she insists that Santa isn't real. She like fairies isn't fairies. I don't. She basically, I don't believe in fairies. Her way out of this situation, and yeah. it's like okay. And then the axe fall. His axe falls to the ground at the feet of this other children. This other child who just looks up at her and says naughty and setting it up for a sequel
1: yep and that's the end of the movie so we have told you about the controversy of the film we've told you about the movie and um i would say the first movie is a very fun one the second uh christmas evil is i think a very fun horror movie uh silent night deadly night is kind of a rough watch but if you're up for some gratuitous violence and uh some a lot of nudity and gore, uh Silent Night
2: Deadly Night is for you. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh I Santa Slasher's were not something that particularly interested me. However, after seeing these two, I definitely would recommend Christmas Evil for I think it's it's great campy and the Blu-ray there's a Blu-ray edition that's been released. Uh, the thing has been totally remastered and it contains uh, John Waters commentary for the film on it so if anything that's a reason to watch it
1: yes at some point we are going to watch the Blu-ray with the commentary that this is important this needs to be done ASAP but not for this podcast we'll do that on our personal time
2: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're just reviewing the film in it's pure text with uh, no additional commentaries other than our own so uh until next time stay nasty
0: stay nasty now uh, here's one that most kids like this kid does too stand by you better watch out you better not cry better not pout i'm telling you why santa claus is coming to town he's making a list checking it twice Better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're He knows if you've been bad or good So be good, be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Yes, he's on his way He's got toys all over the sleigh Santa He's is coming to town